Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermode. This week I have a preview of the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival with Lucy Verdin from Defa. I went along to the Balaf Horticultural Show and also I visited the Farmer's Market outside the courthouse in Ramsey. Well, Kerry, welcome back. How was your trip to Spain? Wow, what a beautiful city Seville was. We were only there for the weekend, but uh, very diverse and championing local produce and even went to see the bullring where the famous bullfighting is. Thankfully, there was nothing on, but uh, the great history and heritage and why that spectacle occurs was very fascinating. Yeah, and you've been away at um, sales as well and extraordinary prices getting paid, aren't they? This is it. It's always a little bit of a higher price at the breeder's sales, the Texel in particular, the breed there up in Scotland at the premier sale. Yes, 200,000 is an awful lot of money 200, for a... £200,000. <laughs> yes, a lot of money for a Texel ram, but uh, the best of genetics and the best of breeding. And, and it's maybe they say that's too much for a sheep, but many farmers, arable farmers, will invest in machinery that's close onto that. So it's just different types of farming. Yeah, you'd be scared to let that one out in the field, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you just? <laughs> well, um, the farmers' markets are increasingly popular here in the Isle of Man and more and more um, people going there, uh, displaying their wares and selling it, all the produce from the Isle of Man, which is one of the um, categories that you have to uh, or the boxes you have to tick to get involved in it. I went along to the farmer's market outside the courthouse in Ramsey and spoke to some people who were displaying there. Firstly I spoke to Dot Price. Brilliant venue. Sun shines on the righteous, so they say, and it shines on us most Saturdays. We're here every Saturday from 10am to 4pm with all local produce, baked goods, Manx crafts. Um, everything is locally grown. We've been in Ramsey now. This is our 13th year, but this is the best venue we've had. Um, lots of the Alaman Farmers Market stall holders have found this a favourable spot and we've brought a lot of people to this end of the town, which the traders are pleased about too. Yeah, and how long have you been situated outside the courthouse here in this venue? Since last autumn, um, Andy Cowie, who's the chairman of the commissioners, invited us to have a market to see if we liked the venue and uh, it has proved very popular. We're outside when it's nice and sunny and we've got the option of going inside and in inclement weather. Right, so the, the, is it the same sort of traders that have been here since the start when you started out in Ramsey? Uh, I'm the original, <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> I've stood many's a time on my own, but no B&M catering were with us at the very beginning. Had a little rest in between. They've come back. Susie is a regular farmer's market stallholder. She's been here um, even before we moved to this venue. We've got Martha's Kitchen. He comes from Douglas every Saturday. Does a roaring trade in pies and pasties. We've got the Isle of Man Goats, who, of course, they've got their lovely goat's cheese. Sometimes they've goat's meat. They also have the nice socks that they do. They, they do a lovely feta cheese. Oh, and she also does some goat's tartlets. But you've been here a long time with it. You've got your own um, place where, where you grow all of these homemade. Yeah, we grow just at the Dewar, a mile and a half north of Ramsey. We are market gardeners. We've only got eight acres. What we don't grow, we will sell other people's produce as long as it's Manx. We haven't got room for spuds, so we get our spuds from Nails of Lockdown. Mm-hmm. 
um, everything else we grow so it's all mags and if I don't grow it as I say I'll sell somebody else's and I do the barter system today I had Manx grapes and I did the barter system with the grower and she got cucumbers so she could juice and I got the grapes which I've sold out really yeah brilliant um, but uh, this this is ideal. You got people who are generally shopping on a Saturday in the Parliament Street here, and it's great to see a few people up the north of the Isle of Man shopping because uh, other places have sort of taken over a little bit, haven't they? I don't know. I think people like Ramsey because there's so many individual shops, and as well as the market, there's so many individual stall holders. We've got great crafters here as well. They use Manx wood some of the Manx wood turning stuff is brilliant we've got a guy here called JJ Woodcraft who makes fabulous uh, bird boxes wishing wells uh, windmills all sorts of things well worth a visit to come and even look at it ideal for presents mm, you know something different yeah but uh, you've got all you how, how much work goes into as a market gardener <laughs> well Robin and I he does all the growing I do the sewing we do sew a lot in modules um, some things we sew direct in but I, I do the sewing he does all that and then we pick and pack together and it is a full time job but the nice thing is when you're your own boss you can take a break whenever you want to you know you can come in at 11 o'clock and have a break you can go out again do a bit more come in for lunch whatever so it's really what we want to do we work as hard as we want to do but we enjoy doing it yeah it's hard work a lot of hours you'll probably never make 10 million this year (laughs) (laughs) i wish no but yeah it gives you a nice steady income and we supplement it of course with our jams and marmalade and everything because we grow the fruit as well and the herbs and we do a fabulous lemon curd with our free range eggs it's very popular so let's get a chat with one of the, the newest exhibitors at the Ramsey Farmers Market. I'm talking to Pippa from the Natural Apothecary. Now, Al, are you one of the latest ones uh, to this? Now, how did you get involved in the farmers market? Um, my through my friend actually. She was going to come and she was going to have a stall, but it uh, fell yeah. through. Um, so that's how I met Dot, and then I yeah, I just came came down one Saturday, and away I went. Now, what, what is it that you've got? There's some lovely aromas coming from the, the wares you've got here. Tell us about the products you, you make as well, don't you, as well? Yeah, as so my newest product that I've recently made is called a Sleepy Salve. And um, I've harvested some Bolin Bane. Um, I've got chamomile and lavender. I infused that into hemp seed oil and, and turned it into a salve to, to help people sleep. And the ball and bane in there will also um, induce some dreaming too, bring on some dreams. Really? Mm-hmm. So th- this, I mean, how did you get into all this to start with? I mean, you, you make these products yourself. Um, I can see the little fir tree on the side of the, yeah. or the top of the lid there. Yeah. Um, you said that these are gathered from walks you do? Yeah, yeah. I love being out in the countryside and um, I'm very passionate about natural healing methods uh, so I bought a few books and I've, I've taught myself from there. And that's uh, quite recent here, is it? Yeah. I have done a, a herbalism course as well, which I passed back in June, and I'm now studying um, advanced herbalism too. Now, this little green pot there, is that something to do with, with helping with bruises, is it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I read in a book um, that daisies are really good for um, healing bruising, so I went out in the summer and um, harvested some daisies 
Yeah. And I've turned that into a bruise bomb. Like I bruise like a peach. So <laughs> um, I've been using it on myself with great success. But I'm quite cl- uh, clumsy sometimes. And I do bang myself. So I'm prone to a few bruises. <laughs> And yeah, but, but I mean, how, how has it taken off? Because a lot of people uh, enjoy this sort of thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. They try and, you know, with the recycling side of, of plastics in the news, and people are trying to uh, use as much natural products as they can. A lot yeah, that's right. Um, uh, lots of people will come to my stall and they'll ask, you know, ask lots of questions, what all the different things do. And, you know, sometimes they, they don't buy anything. Um, but then the following week, they may have read up on it, done a little bit of research for themselves, and they're more open to it. It and and they come back and they like to purchase. So are you are you on any of the other um, tour venues as they call them? Um, tour venues. Well, you, well, you know the other farmers markets. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. Well, Dot's just actually sorted all my paperwork out, so I'm able to go to the the other farmers markets around the island. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in and venturing off around the island. Excellent. Well, it's great to chat to somebody new and a new venture that's here on the Isle of Man, and especially at the farmers market here in Ramsey. Thank so you. I feel hard leaving this aroma. Now. <laughs> it smells good, doesn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Let's have a word with Claire Lewis from High Tilt Goat Farm. And uh, you've been at the farmer's market quite a while now. Yeah, I'm trying to think, Simon. It's a it's a few years now. Um, I mean, we've been doing the goats about seven. So probably four or five years we've been part of the farmer's market. Yeah. Now, you've, uh, I suppose, I, I say recently, but it's probably a while as well. You've, you've started your own goat's cheese as well. Yes, uh, it's over a year now we've mm-hmm. been doing goat's cheese. Uh, we've gradually increased the range. Um, so we're doing um, lovely soft, soft spreadable chevre cheeses. Um, we've got great taste award for one. We've got great taste award for our milk, for our goat's milk. Um, and also our fetters. Our fetters sell really well. Um, and we even do halloumi. And is this been? Do you think there's been a growing trend in the market? That I suppose when you look around, there's a lot more vegetarians and things like that about. Does does this help the side of it with the goat's cheese and the fetters? I think, to be honest, um, we'd have done dairy much sooner, but I had to persuade Mike because he is a dairy farmer's son, (laughs) and uh, you know he he has he said to me right at the beginning, don't expect me to milk anything unless there's like you know a a welfare issue you know with one kids and you, you know, got to take a bit of milk off it or whatever he said don't expect me to ever milk anything Claire so it took me five years Simon of drip feeding and uh, Mike was heard to say at the royal show uh, I think to Willie Christian he said should have listened to Claire years ago so yeah we're well on the way with the cheese we love doing it yeah, it's, what, it's about the, what about the process for, for milk and the goats then because you've got quite a few of them I mean do you have machines like the big dairy farms no <laughs> um, I wish we did at the moment um, so we, we've we got some young well our, our dairy herd is all mixed ages but our oldest girl is 10 she's never ever been on a machine Um why would I want to stress her? You know, there's there's probably lots of farmers out there going, oh, come on, Claire, you know. Um, 2019. Yeah, just chuck her on a machine. But no, you know, she's this wonderful old girl. She's she's actually matriarch of the whole dairy herd. She knows she's the boss. Um, I wouldn't want to put her through it. But next year, when our younger girls kid for the first time and, and they come into milk, then we have got a little milking machine, like a little portable one. 
Um, but I have been assured, if anybody's worried about this, I have been assured by the food safety officers that it's not about having a great big milking parlour. We're allowed to hand milk. It's what we do with the milk afterwards. Um, and we do pasteurise everything. Right. Yeah. But, but you've branched into, you've got some lovely homemade uh, goat's cheese tartlets and things here. Um, yes, yeah, we do a whole range of our own goat's cheese tarts and all the pastries um, handmade by us. You know, it's all Manx flour, it's uh, Manx creamery butter. Um, obviously, the goat's cheese is all our own. And um, we do sausage rolls with sausage meat from Tears Butchers. And then we put all added ingredients in, you know, lovely caramelised onions and nutmeg and things. And I am so passionate about manx food and i really think that you know we just shouldn't be importing stuff that we can grow here i mean this week we've got beautiful apples for sale straight off the tree this morning and you you can come to the market you can come and buy from local businesses and it's better for us and it's better for the island and it's it's better for the climate it's better for everything it's a win-win-win-win-win situation. Well, I've been lucky enough producers. to see it grow from when you first started to how it's going now, and it's uh, very encouraging as a Manxman. Thank you, thank you. You know, we all try really hard. Um, next week, we won't be at the farmer's market because we'll be off to the Food and Drink Festival and serving up hot goat curry and hot goat burgers again. So, uh, yeah, no rest for the goat farmers. <laughs> Claire Lewis. Pippa and before that dot price uh, for all displaying at the farmer's market outside the courthouse in Ramsey loving that venue there and what a lovely day it was seeing people walking up and down the street bringing their own bags and uh, you know just pleased to support the local uh, produce that's there. Local people are really embracing the local produce and it's so important to support all of these people that try so hard to bring it to the forefront and like you say it's a great venue isn't it just there and, and Ramsey's just a lovely town now. Yeah shining by the sea Absolutely. Yeah, but it's, it's what's, what's great about it to me as well you can go there for the veg uh, the homemade jams, lemon curds and everything like that, uh, homemade cakes and produce but there's also the, the, the Manx made uh, um, healing, you know, natural healing, um, you know, uh, lotions and things like that. A homemade wooden uh, carpentry things there as well. So there's something for everyone. It is about time, isn't it, that local produce like that can be developed and have an outlet for it to, to come into the community for people to buy up. But the time and effort that people have gone to training to learn how to make all these things, to do things, to make the best and... It saves, you know, food miles, all of the environmental things, carbon footprint. It's huge now, the environment, and and this is just part of it. Yeah, and you'll see probably a few of those at the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival, which is coming up shortly, Kerry. Yes, a busy time ahead for the people getting organised for the Food and Drink Festival on Saturday the 14th and 15th of September. And I caught up with Lucy Verdon from DEFA to have a bit of a preview. Lucy, a very busy few weeks for you on the run-up to the Food and Drink Festival. Are you all organised? I think so, yes. <laughs> it's fair to say that we've got a lot going on. I mean, it's great that there's such a packed programme ahead of this weekend that we're looking forward to. Um, and all of the producers involved, you know, there's a real buzz about it already. Um, we're hoping to bring lots of new things to the event this year Um, so we're welcoming new producers into the Manx Produce Marquee like the Gourmet Donut Company, Sugar and Spice Bakery 
Um, and then we've got obviously our uh, festival VIP joining us this year, who is Selassie Bormitter. He was previously of the Great British Bake Off, very topical at the moment with the new series out. <laughs> it's huge, isn't it? It's grown. I know you've been involved for a couple of years now, Lucy, but this is your first year undertaken from uh, Audrey Fowler, who, who's still in the background, I believe. Um, a great experience for you. Yes, um, I've been involved on and off for the past few years anyway, so it's not completely brand new to me. Um, Audrey has been great, you know, staying on to help, a uh, great helping hand. She knows the ins and outs of everything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a privilege really to be involved in uh, such a high profile event that I think is a showcase of local food and drink. And, you know, it's a really fun filled weekend for all the family, but it also provides that opportunity for people to learn about provenance and traceability, how to reduce your food miles. You know, we've, we've got a focus on um, sort of better waste management this year as well. Um, and, and working with people like Beach Buddies to, and the Western Civic Community site to kind of engage and educate um, the younger public as well in how to um, better take care of our biosphere really. And that is absolutely the forefront of everywhere now, you know, the carbon footprint, food miles. It, this is, like you say, a great place to showcase everything that's local, but there's lots of people to help, you know, get that business to that forefront. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, when you talk about help, um, wouldn't be anywhere without our sponsors. I must say, you know, the Stars Group, this is for the third year running that they're our headline sponsor. And we've got a whole team of silver sponsors behind the lines as well, who are incredibly grateful for their support. Um, and people like um, Beach Buddies and, you know, UNESCO Biosphere this year working with us. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't happen without them. It's great. Well, this is it. And if you're a new business person starting out in the food and drink industry, I believe it's a great place to start to promote their business. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's what, you know, one of the reasons why the festival was designed to begin with. It's it's an excellent platform. I think it's um, quite high up there in the foodie calendar. It's now quite well recognized. Everyone knows when it is and where it is. <laughs> um, but that's what we're really looking to achieve here. You know, a lot of um, businesses will start with us for one, two, maybe three years, but then move on from there. Same applies to all those young musicians, you know, who, who are on the music stage as well. And um, in the Manx Produce Marquee, for instance, this year, the Department for Enterprise will be in there as well, who will be on hand to, um, to talk with anyone out there, you know, who's looking to start a new business and needs some guidance through any of the schemes that they have available. Yeah, and I think that is the utmost, isn't it? To get the support behind, because there's so many entrepreneurs out there with a great idea, but may, may not have the finances behind them or, or whatever it is to get going. But you say it's a family weekend and the children's marquee is always mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, it's free entry for children under the age of 16. So for families to come along, you know, it's really cheap um, way to um, entertain your kids for the weekend. Um, the activity marquee is sponsored by the Buckland School again this year, and they'll have lots of hands-on crafty activities involving food and drink. Um, we've got the farm in the festival as well, sponsored by the Manx NFU with goats. There's a milking cow. We've got Manx Lockton there this year from Island Sheepskins, uh, Jim Middleton. And um, yeah, we'll have a family activity quiz as well for them to head around the festival looking for the fairies. Uh, so yeah, lot, lots on for them. And also like you touched on about the stage, the evening entertainment, it is always a big plus for Douglas. 
Yes, so we have free entry after five o'clock until nine o'clock when the festival closes. And we've got May Chalice who's headlining. Um, drinks will be flowing from the festival bar. We've got um, the hot dog eating competition at six o'clock in the Manx Cookery Theatre. <laughs> um, and then our VIP, Selassie, he will be taking you through his journey from amateur to professional pastry chef as well at seven o'clock. That was Lucy Verdon from Defa. And that's another big event. You know, when you look at the figures of the amount of people that come in and out of the gates on the Saturday and Sunday, that, uh, you know, the emphasis is on food and drink. And uh, that's something I think that's increased more than anything, the amount of um, brewers and you know, the distilleries that are popping up around the island. It is huge and it's so nice that local people are turning into entrepreneurs and, you know, developing some of these really, really great homegrown produce here on the Isle of Man and turning it into such quality products. And it, it's invaluable, you know, the local support and what's getting fed back to all of the growers and producers and all the people behind the scenes. And it's just a great place to celebrate the quality and diversity the Isle of Man has. Yes, so go there and check it all out. You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, there was a big event happening in Balaf at the bowling club last weekend, and I went along to the Balaf Horticultural Show. I spoke to the secretary of the event, Kelly Curran. Uh, it's been a mighty turn. I couldn't get parked today. Yeah, it's been a great turnout. Um, we've got lots of flowers in this year, lots of veg, lots of cakes, uh, lots of arts and craft, a bit of everything. Really it, good show. Yeah, has, has it always been this popular with all the variety that you have in the shows? Um, I think, to be fair, it differs year on year. Uh, last year, we didn't have as much veg um, and probably not as much flowers, but I was away last year, so I missed a show, but... We had it later in the year, later in September, and I think the time of year does affect what entries we do get into the show. But there's people that have been round Balaf Village and from the outskirts as well that have been showing in this show and families and generations really, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a family event and definitely a community event. Everyone gets involved and chips in. I like to see the schools involved in these sort of things and the youngsters and the, there's, there's lots of good prizes for them as well to encourage them. Yeah, so the, for the kids kids' prizes, um, they all win some money. Um, the winner also gets a rosette for their entry and the school really does support us and if it wasn't for the school, you know, I think we'd struggle for a lot of entries in the arts and craft. And the arts and craft thing as well, we see it in the WI tents and the, the different classes that are in it for you know, flower arranging, tapestries and things like that, crocheting. And it's great to see them on exhibition in here as well because they are works of art, aren't they? Oh, they really are. A lot of time and effort's gone into them. Um, like you said, a crochet, like that, that can take hours, days, weeks, you know, to finish, even months. Um, so a lot of effort goes into it and a lot of time. What about uh, the vegetables themselves? Do you ever get the chance to get some onions or big marrows and stuff in? Um, well, maybe not so much some big marrows, <laughs> um, but uh, me and my husband have started doing veg um, with the help of his father, um, and we've put quite a bit of veg in this year, and we will continue to do so, but a lot of effort goes into getting the veg ready as well, 
So. But there is something about that when you dig your own little potatoes, pull your own little carrots that you've got in your own yeah. bit. They just it just adds to the flavour and oh, and it absolutely. makes you want to eat them, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They definitely taste better homegrown, without a doubt. And what about the the main prizes for for juniors and for the seniors in in this year's show? Okay. So for the seniors, um, for the most points uh, for the child in the parish, that was won by Neve Madden. Um, and the best in the children's section, which was the opener's choice, um, was also Neve Madden. Um, the best adults for the most points um, was jointly won this year by Lenny Fenton and Lob Lane Co-op. Um, and the best entry in the adults classes, which again was the opener's choice, was uh, John and Emily Corrin, which was for some leaks. And we also have uh, a new award that's been going on for a few years now. It's called the Kaken Award, and it's for the person or persons that contribute the most to the show, um, whether that be entering, helping, all sorts of things that it, it, contrib- like it adds up to. And the winner of that this year was Rebecca Ratcliffe. Um, not only has she entered a lot of classes, she's been a little star and helped us. She's been here setting up in the evenings with her mum. She's been running around all day today for us. She's been an absolute credit to the Horty Show. Yeah, and they're few and far between with youngsters in this day and age, aren't they? Absolutely, <laughs> and we've got, to, we've got to make them feel welcome. And, you know, otherwise the, the show won't go on in future years. We've got to keep the young ones keen and interested in it. Also, we'd like to say a big thank you to all our committee members who give up their time to come and help put this show together. Their families, their partners, their children, everyone um, has a hand in helping it, whether that be collecting tables, make, you know, putting entries in. If it wasn't for the support, the show wouldn't go ahead. Secretary of the Balaf Horticultural Show, Kelly Corrin. I love going to those horticultural shows, uh, Kiri, because there's so much there for everybody, as, as Kelly was pointing out. You know, there's all sorts of homemade items and the kids are getting involved and the vegetables that were there. And good to see numbers were better than last year, obviously, with the weather. Oh, they're absolutely so well supported. But it's such a fun day out, isn't it? And it's so good for young people to get involved and and keep those old shows alive. You know, they're up 70, 80, 90 years old or even older, some of them. Mm. And just to keep the spirit there. But fierce competition in some of those classes. There are. And the lovely thing about it is, well, you know, it's happened at the Balaf Bowling Club. They had a junior bowling competition going on at the same time. And the proceeds from it all go to help the Cubs, Brownies, all the sort of uh, um, activities that they have in the parish, uh, the village, which is great. It's so important to get involved with the community, isn't it? You know, put these events on. It's great for children to get outside and do something because you see this now, the generation of the iPad and sitting (laughs) indoors. But these events are fab. Down the hedgerows, pick a bunch of old flowers for the the wildflower class and and who knows, you might come away with a a couple of prizes. Simple. (laughs) We'll leave it there for this week though. We're back next Tuesday with more from the countryside. So for me, Simon Clark. And me, Kerry Kerman. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.